to say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alaba Shake Bredo Sokolo. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. The light, if the light goes on, it's not enough. It's not enough for the light to go on. The Bible says the light shines. It shines. No, my light will not just go on. No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, no, no. It's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my So yeah, by faith or practicality, um, and faith really is a practical thing. Um, so today we'll talk about business. What is business? So according to Investopedia, there are many definitions, but according to Investopedia, business is simply the efforts and activities of individuals to produce goods and services for a profit. Okay? The efforts and activities of individuals to produce and sell goods and services for a profit. So when you talk about a business, there has to be a profit. It's not a charity organization, it's a business. The gospel, the ministry itself, is a business of souls because souls are the profit. So you preach the gospel so that you can, you know, uh, win souls over. So the business concept is really a godly concept, Okay. Now, before we go into this mountain of influence, because when we talk about influence, you're talking about the ability to, the power to cause change, the power to influence, the power to enable someone have change by you not trying so hard. It's simply influence, simply influential, okay? Um, but we need to establish a few things before we go uh, into this subject. A few things to consider. Revelation, I mean, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. This will be a very important scripture for understanding today. Due to time, I'll be rushing through, so just pay attention. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. So, when you're talking about business, the mountain of influence, you're talking about money. Somebody say money. money. Okay. Um, let us read this scripture together. One, two, three. And you shall remember the Lord God, your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Okay, so the power to create wealth is from God. So it has to be established in our minds that wealth is from God. When you read Haggai chapter 2 verse uh, 8, it says silver and gold are mine. Okay? So it's very godly to be in business. Just in case there are those stereotype mindsets. Um, so you, you understand that when you look at the world of business, the marketplace, do you really think 
us as Christians have influenced that sphere. Let's talk of the most money-making businesses for starters. Who owns these things? When we look at the things, the influence in policy in the businesses that are existing on the market right now, who really influences those decisions? Is it Christians? Are they godly or not? So when you really take a deep dive into understanding the business world, you understand that there's a lot of influence that is not necessarily godly, okay? There's an element where Christians are in the business, but they are not being effective as they can be, okay? So when you look at this scripture, it talks about God giving you the power to create wealth. So meaning wealth is created. And the fact that it says it is he who gives you power means your creation of wealth through business is dependent on your gifts, your talents, your skills, okay? Gifts, talents, and skills. So if we're going to talk about us being influential through business, we cannot ignore the fact that our gifts, the gifts that God has given us, the talents and the skills that we either have or can acquire will be pertinent for, actually, for us to actually walk in this blessing. Hallelujah. When, when man was created, and when you read uh, Genesis chapter 1, God says, let, him, let them have dominion over the earth and every creeping thing over the earth. Over the earth. Every creeping thing. Everything. So the, the blessing of dominion through business is largely dependent on your gifts, your talents, and your skills as an individual. Established. One, one, one of the things, when you read uh, Genesis chapter 42, verse 6, you, okay, you study the, the story of Joseph, who was a poor guy, then he, you know, he became influential and was running the economy of Egypt. And you can see this, this young boy become the prime minister. He, he was literally in control of the policies, the fiscal policies of Egypt. He, he was able to preserve nations, lives, because of the decisions that he had made. Guess who gave him the revelation to do that? God. He had a dream. So meaning, you, our influence over the economic environment, the financial environment, will actually be dependent on God. Hallelujah. Nati hallelujah. But we have gaps there. Let's go to why we must have influence in this sphere. We have talked about the what, but why should we? Number one, to walk in the material side of the dominion mandate. The blessing materializes. The blessing materializes. That's one thing we need to understand. The blessing materializes. The blessing of Jesus Christ was born in form of human being. He materialized. Hallelujah. That's just one concept. When we go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, let's just go there. Genesis 1 28. Hallelujah. When Nanayasu, when Nanayasu, when Nanayasu. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Somebody say dominion. Over the fish of the sea, 
over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You very much see that this blessing had to deal with the management of things that were material, right? It's not just in the realms of the spirit. It's actually material substance. When you read Genesis chapter uh, 13 verse 2, Genesis chapter 13 verse 2 will tell you about Abraham, how Abraham was rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Hallelujah. Abraham was rich in livestock, silver, and gold. And when you read Galatians chapter 3 verse 7, we'll not go there, it says, they that are of faith are sons of Abraham. Hallelujah. So if you and I are saying we have the Abrahamic blessing, then by extension we are saying our blessing should manifest materially. Livestock, silver and gold. We need believers owning things like Zambif, you know, owning gold mines, you know. That's, that should be our mindset. That's the dominion we're talking about because Abraham had those things. He had gold is mined. We're mining gold, right? So we're talking of believers owning mines. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'll tell you one thing. The anointing that rests on this house is producing people that will actually have those things. It's not a concept. It's not a theory. This is a thing we have. It's in us. Hallelujah. So this thing is material. It has to materialize. Hallelujah. So as long as you know you're a person of faith, which you are, <laughs> whether you like it or yes, you are a child of faith. You are a son of Abraham and the Abrahamic blessing rests on you and the blessing will materialize. Hallelujah. That's the blessing we carry. Why should we have dominion in the business sphere? Number two, to utilize the influence to, to use it as a language of man. To use it as a language of man and use it as a platform to minister the gospel. Let me tell you something about human beings. If you and I are going to be effective ministers of, of the gospel, we must understand where people are. You, the language... When I say language, I don't mean English, Bemba or Shani. No. When I say language, I mean code of thought. For you to be able to bring someone to a place of faith, you must understand the language that they use. If you look at how Jesus used to preach, he always preached using what? Parables and all those things. Why was that? He understood where people were. So he wanted to relate with them first and then bring them to a place where he was. This is why sometimes we fail to be effective in evangelism because we, are go we have all these revelations in us, but we are failing to bring the heart of God to a person who doesn't know God. So language matters. So for us to be very influential, we need to understand the language of man. And this is one of the languages of man. Money. You, money answers all things. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. Money answers all things. Everyone out there wants money, even you. If I gave you 50 quarts right now, you didn't refuse. For what? <laughs> so money, let's not even get offended. We should talk about these things. If you don't learn about money in church, where do you want to learn it from? In the club. So money is an issue. 
for everyone. Look at the statistics on divorces. Some of, one of the highest leading causes of divorce is about finances. It's a big issue, man. Hallelujah. So we need to understand the language of man. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 16. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 16 says, Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. I come to you and then I'm preaching to you about prosperity. Will you listen to me? <laughs> no matter how I... It's, let's talk at, at this issue naturally speaking. It will be ve- you'll find it difficult. You have to use the eyes of the Spirit to understand. <laughs> but not everyone has the eyes of the Spirit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> eh? These things are practical. So how will you influence someone who has no mind of the spirit in him? They will not listen to you, no matter how wise your words will be. So one of the languages is money. So they will start looking at you. That guy is rich. But what does he have? So already you would have spoken their language of prosperity. So now they will feel like there's something they are missing. That's what it means to be the sort of the earth because you have some taste that they don't have. Are you getting this thing? So when you speak their language of prosperity, they will listen to you. Look at the people. Um, we recently in the kingdom lost a general. He's gone to rest. Uh, Reynard Bonke. Do you think that man was poor? How do you think he was able to hold those crusades of thousands and shanyoko? Do you think it just happened miraculously? No, money was involved. So they understood. Hallelujah. So then you have influence. So you know, before you even preach, they are coming to you because there's something they've seen. Hallelujah. Now, number three. To be able to lend to the Lord as the greatest investment. Let me tell you something about money. There's savings, investments, and all that, and how the world teaches about how you earn money is by saving. Of course, in the kingdom it has a place and all that. But when you lock, when you lock into the revelation of true investment, it's when you lend to the Lord. True investment. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 17. How many want to lend to the Lord? Eh? You lock in a fixed deposit for three months at an interest rate of 12, which is good because <laughs> that's kind of the industry I mean and uh, we should be making a lot of money from people from that. But there's this other dimension. Hallelujah. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 19 verse 17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. When you give, when you show your kindness to the poor, you are lending to the Lord in effect. And the Lord says he will give you back. Now, how will you lend to the, how will you give the poor when you are broke? So you need to have dominion. As, as, I don't know about other ministries. As a hope, we will be, will be rich and will be lending to the Lord. We'll be helping the poor. Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. 
Adelaide, the poor will always be with you. Hallelujah. So, it's not about whether the poor are there or not. It's about what do you do about the fact that the poor are present. Hallelujah. You would have moved a step further. Hallelujah. So, we need to understand these things so that we can lend to the Lord. It's very important that we dominate the business sphere. Hallelujah. When you look at business, you cannot remove the aspect of gifts, talents, and skills, right? Your hands must be involved. One of the things that pastors taught us, 1 Thessalonians 4.11. Let's start from verse 10. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And indeed you do also, you do so toward all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. He was recently from teaching about, uh, about increasing in grace, right? Let's go on, go on. Increasing more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life. Somebody say a quiet life. To mind your own business. Somebody say minding my own business. And to work with your own hands. Somebody say, working with my own hands. As we commanded you. Working with your own hands is a commandment. We are, don't think of it in the context of Ten Commandments and all that. You, it's an instruction to you as one walking in grace. Hallelujah. You need to work with your own hands. I need to work with my own hands. That's because there's a gift in me. There's a gift in you that you have to bring out and you have to bring your efforts together. Your hands have to be involved. It doesn't just mean literally hands. Your mind, everything that can touch because your mind can tap things into the spirit, into the mind and the mind and heart of God. Hallelujah. Then use your physical hands to materialize that thing which you have touched using your mind. Hallelujah. Very pertinent. Mind your own business. Eh, in fact, this message must be preached to mind your own business. Somebody tell your neighbor, mind your own business. Eh, you need to mind your own business. Why are you talking about another person? Have your own first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. So by default, you should have a business. Hallelujah. Please uh, let me know how much time I have. By default, you should have a business. <laughs> if we just understand this by extension. Integrity, honesty, these are things that are missing in the business environment. People are defrauding others. <laughs> uh, people are stealing money from people. No investing. There are scams out there. And people are ripping off others riding on their ignorance and it's business just as of last year third quarter um, January to September for my brothers and sisters who yeah yeah uh, I, I, I was looking at some statistics and I was impressed at how some companies are making money and uphold about how, how some wrong companies or industries are making a lot of money. First of all, I appre- Facebook, guys, just as of September, they had what? 17.65 billion US dollars in revenue. Netflix had about 5.2 billion. 
US dollars. I don't know how long it took the government of our country, which I appreciate so much, to make the win for tax 300 million kwacha that they had over years. But you see, when you look at the innovation and entrepreneurial mindset that people are having and how they are making money in a short space of time, you wonder, where are we? As a country, you begin to mourn for your country because you see that God has given you something that's beyond what is happening, what's on the ground. Hallelujah. I was touched to learn that the porn industry made about 12 billion just as of last year, US dollars. Can you imagine? It's a business, by the way, in some country. 12 billion. When we look at our balance sheet, honestly, I mean no, I mean no disrespect, but these things should actually just help us think and look at is this really where we should be? We should do some gap analysis of where we are and where we should be and say, ah, we need to close this gap, surely. And that thing is waiting for you. It is waiting for the manif- your manifestation. The Bible says the world is, it waits, waits eagerly for the manifestation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. Eagerly. Enterprise, uh, creativity and effort. So you can't be in business and be influential if you are lazy. You can't. Hallelujah. You can't. You will fall. You, you, you can start, but if you are lazy, you'll be swept by the market. I will not mention some mobile money company that was just swept because it didn't want to change. The business model it had, it looked at other, other competitors coming in. It was just dormant like that. No change. Woo! Some other companies came in. It's been swept off the market right now. They were the ones happening. Very green. But you, no, let's, but you see, we have, we have to look at, these things are practical, hallelujah, money answers all things. Now, we are going to briefly look at how we are going to do this, because we've, to, we've talked about the what, the how, let's, uh, the why, and let's look at the how. I'll be very brief. Number one, if we are really going to be influential in the business sphere, it will start from the mind, first of all. There's a way people should think. There's a way I should think. There's a way you should think. Because as a man thinks, so is he. So everything that you do, your implementation strategies, the way you plan your business, it will be influenced by the way you think. So it must start from there. Number one, teach them that wealth is from God, which I was actually starting with. So it was deliberate. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was capturing certain thought patterns. That were not in agreement with the word of God. Hallelujah. Not a hallelujah. So we must teach that wealth is from God. It's godly. It's not from Satan. If God can give the ability to create wealth. Silver and gold are mine. So he says in Haggai 2 verse 8. So why should we even question whether wealth is shining? It's from God. Just make money. Just make up a plan. Start a business and make money. Don't, don't trouble us. Number two. We must, we must endeavor to teach. Okay. The difference is we must clearly distinguish the worldly system of getting wealth and the godly system of creating wealth. We must understand how these two separate systems work 
And the funny thing about a system is whether you subscribe or not, it will work the way it's designed to work. So whether you argue, no, sowing, businesses, or submitting to the Lord, whether you subscribe or not, it will work. It's a system. A system is designed to come to a place of entropy. <laughs> if it's stable, it, it, it collapses. So it has to come to a place of disorder, but that's physics, we're not going to that. So differences between the worldly system and the heavenly way of getting things. Number three, mentor people who realize their gifts, talents, or skills, or help them realize it by the power of the Spirit. So people are in different places. There are those who know what they're able to do, and there are those who are yet to. They just need um, help. So when you read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it talks about how ear has not heard, mind has not seen what God has prepared for they that love him. But these things have been revealed to us by his spirit. So meaning the spirit of God comes to reveal the things that are in you. Okay? So certain people understand what they are good at, their strengths and weaknesses, but they don't know how to convert those, those strengths into money. They do not know how to convert creation into prosperity because that's the gap that's there. When you look at how Abraham uh, was rich in uh, silver and gold and all that, he had the blessing. So he used creation. He, there was a conversion of creation into prosperity. Or as you would say from a man of God I hold in high regard, converting ideas into what? reality hallelujah so we must mentor people as a church and this 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 is what we have an inheritance committee when you attend the agm you actually learn how we are implementing this it's not theory like i said this is a thing we are working on because we've understood by revelation that this is this is the thing we're supposed to work on hallelujah all right thank you number three so we've talked about mentoring people who have their gifts who've realized it them or those that need to realize them by the spirit of god number four Train them in the word of God to understand the spiritual dimensions of money. This is supposed to be continuous. It's not just a once-off thing. Everyone, I need training in the word of God to understand spiritual dimensions of money. Money is a spirit. They need to understand how, does, how is money a spirit? How does that affect me? When I'm in business, how does that work? Hallelujah. So meaning we need to be knowledgeable. Number five, train career people to manage their time, to not allow their gifts to go to sleep because of a job. This is a crisis many people who have jobs are facing. A job is good. Get a job. I should get a job. But a salary is never enough. Unless maybe you're the CEO of uh, Liquid Telecom or Zesco. Or I mean, even then, you can still make more money. Your gifts, in short, are the ones that will bring you money more than your salary can. Hallelujah. You find that for you to be able to, to bag a 40 pin as a salary, ah, in the, in the, in the car, current state of affairs, the jobs that are there, chances are you have to work for some company. That's uh, one out of 15. Hallelujah. If not one out of 50. Let's look at Zambia. Let's look at the world. The job environment may be tough. It may not be tough for you because you have grace, but you've got to look beyond that. Hallelujah. So not just a job. You need to understand, even while you are working, Static a business per side. Find someone to help you out if you are too busy. For some of us who are too busy, it's very difficult to do. Find someone to help you out. That's probably why some people will marry. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtain. Listen to me. The vision of this is bigger than us. This thing is bigger than us. That's why it's not to assembly. 
financial management, your wife or potential nine kind at least they should know these things. Because how will you talk about uh, going to some place for a holiday and preach the gospel when you don't have money? You just be dreaming. No, babe, burb, Zanzibar looks nice. You know, mama no kulafia na ma pronunciation. No, babe, I think we can just go to Hawaii. For our honeymoon and all those Guys, money must be there. Skills to manage it must be there. Hallelujah. Number six, establish skills training institutions. That's one thing that we also do as a we know this thing, the way the anointing of the household of faith church works. Let me tell you one dimension I've understood about it. It's not an anointing that just comes to make people uh, saved and it ends there. We are people who, who the, the place will train people who go out in the corporate world there and show them how to do things. When you go out there, because of the training you receive in this place, the workforce, you'll be shocked at the level of mediocrity you find and how people run business affairs. You'll be shocked because of the level of excellence you would have been exposed to here. You begin showing them, this is not how we do it at church. Listen, when it comes to administration and setting up performance management systems, this is how we do it at church. You begin teaching them how to do things because of how you would have been trained. And I appreciate the training I've received here because I've begun seeing some of those things Pastor talks about. That you'll be shocked that, ah! Can people be this inexcellent because of the training, the excellence that I've seen in Pastor Daniel? Hallelujah. Nati, hallelujah. Number seven, make friends with. Number seven is by making friends with Mammon. This is the last point, and I'm closing. Luke chapter 16, verse 9. Luke chapter 16, verse 9. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon, that when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. I'll not go into details due, due to time, but just understand that for you as a believer, for you as one walking in the dominion mandate, when you understand, when you, when you get those things, the prosperity, and you network. So this really talks about networking, branding yourself. Before we even talk about the business, because you yourself are a brand. People buy into the person before they buy into the business. You are not selling a product, you are selling a solution. That's why people fail in business. They are busy selling products. The client does not need the product. They want what is it solving for? You are selling solutions. So when you understand this thing, you say, ah, so this is how it works. Eh? And you'll be a smarter one. The Bible says, the children of this world are smarter, more cunning. In short, the worldly people know better how to manipulate their system and get get wealth. But what about us, the sons of light? So using that unrighteous mammon, you use it to advance the kingdom. You make, you, you make connections, you, 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 you sponsor people unsaved, you, you, you market, you find yourself at conferences where unbelievers are speaking and you are there sharing the wisdom on business from God. You make friends and they're just wondering, this guy is wise. I think I need to know Ankani. I need to engage with him so that maybe a business and I know that I'm a business. I don't know that We need to be the ones with businesses that are like this. From the ne- next level glory. Somebody say next level glory. How many are saying? How many are saying, I am going to step out into the business world and be a vessel the Lord will use to bring impact. I will make money for the kingdom. In the name, let's just pray in the spirit if you can and pray in our own words. 
of understanding again karama center thank you lord for this word thank you for your power release thank you lord for the glory revealed in the name of jesus christ kolama sentelebe thank you lord that you are raising millionaires in this place you are raising billionaires in this place people who own companies of god that will make money that will solve problems in the name of jesus of the earth kalama sentelebe and bring glory to your name use it as a platform to minister the gospel in the name of jesus father we give you glory we give you honor in the name of jesus kolama sentelebe kalaba sentelebe